But I've always been a student of the word and likely to, I've always liked to find the golden nuggets in the scriptures. Find that, this key verse, that key scripture that just, just absolutely says, where have you been hiding? You know? And, and you've, you've read the Bible through many, many, many times, right? And, and every time you pick it up again, you find something new. You want a word? Was that? And you read across it five times. And all of a sudden, this time you read it and you say, it just sticks out. It's just glistening. You know, just like 24 karat gold. Well, I taught, I taught at uh, Gateway College and I taught uh, MIT. And I wrote the course on MIT. And one day I was reading, and all of a sudden this verse of scripture came, and I looked at it, and I said, where have you been? How come I have not ever read that? And it was there. It was real. It was a revelation. And I'm going to share that, too, with you, because I, I called many pastors after I received this revelation, and I said, do you ever remember reading this in the Bible? And I quoted the scripture, and they said, well, no, I've never seen that before. I said, you told me you read. You've been preaching for how long? I've been preaching for over 50 years, and I've never seen it. It's the most beautiful thing in the, all the world that I just thought was incredible. It's almost get, like getting the revelation of Jesus' name. And um, so uh, I believe there are, there are two threads in the Bible. There is a, there is a red thread which symbolizes the salvation which went all the way from Adam all the way through the Bible, the red thread or the salvation red, even when, when uh, Rahab hung the red ribbon out. It was symbolized all throughout the Bible. And then the other day I found there's another thread that followed from the Old Testament all the way through the Bible, and that, red, that thread is a blue thread that stimulates healing. And so today I'm going to teach you on that today. This is a prayer shawl. We'll get involved with that today. But anyway, uh, follow me with the day today. And uh, I'm not trying to spellbound anybody. I'm just going to let you know that this is something you've probably read a hundred times and you just never seen it. There are blind spots, right? right? You know, if you teach your brain bad things, and this is always bad, when you see the good, you, you, your brain repels that. That's, it says that's not right. Even when it's right, your brain says that's not right because it's already been programmed in the back of your mind. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to preach on the wings of hope today. How many believe there's healing in his wings today? There's healings in this church today. Miracles in this church today. I see miracles in this church today. Incredible miracles in this church today. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, it says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteous arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Thank God. The prophecy of the Old Testament was Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, the last prophet of the 
Old Testament Bible just prior to going into the New Testament, 400 years of silent years in the New Testament. But Malachi gives the, the word of hope there, that there is coming a change in coming that when the Son of Righteousness appear, when the Messiah comes, there's going to be great change. There's going to be great hope coming to you. And the world today is so hungry for hope today. They're hope. They look for change. They're looking for something sincere and right today. And I tell you, today, I wrote a chapter, and it's about the wave of the miraculous. And the miraculous, the wave of it, and the the Holy Ghost removed is is miraculous today. Feeling there are young people that are filling stadiums that are standing in the middle of stadiums worshiping. Lord today. They're so hungry for God. And, and um, across the country, there are hundreds of thousands of people today that are being filled with the Holy Ghost. Not twos and threes, but hundreds of thousands. There's a wave of the miraculous moving across the country. We just need to get involved with it. Amen. We need to get involved with it. So <clears throat> it prophesied that the Son of Righteous would appear with healing in his wings. Everybody says wings. Praise the Lord. Wings. So I believe that God's going to give us out of Egypt land, and we know that, and they crossed the beautiful, incredible Red Sea, and they came to the base of Mount Sinai. In Mount Sinai, God called Moses to the mountain, and he said to separate the people before me, and don't let them touch this mountain, because there's going to be some holy things going on today, and uh, I want you to be part of it. So at the base of the Mount Sinai, Joshua and Aaron and the 70 elders got together, and this was the first summit meeting that the Lord ever had with anybody or any other time. We talk about summit meetings today. The countries are in summit meetings. In fact, they're getting ready in, uh, in the cross of the, the city today that they're having a summit meeting on climate change. But this is the summit where the Lord himself comes down from heaven and says, I want to be part of your meeting and part of your gathering. And this is what you and I need to do. Every church, we need to make sure that God comes down in our church. That his feet are walking in our aisles and his hands are on our pews today and our bodies today. And you can invoke the wonderful name of the Lord today. So anyway, Joshua uh, had this summit meeting today, and the Lord spoke to, spoke to Moses and said, Moses, here's what I'm going to do for you because I brought you out of the wilderness, but I'm going to put some laws, and I'm going to make a covenant with you that none of the diseases are going to come upon you, and I'm going to be with you. I'm going to put you in a place where you're going to have grounds, uh, promised land where, you know, uh, houses he's never built, and uh, I'm going to take care of you. And we all know that he did. They walked in the wilderness for 40 years, and their shoes never wore out, their clothes never wore out, they never got sick. I'm trying to tell you what a covenant that we have with the Lord is knowing that if we'll walk with him, he'll talk with us and heal our bodies and keep us in our right mind. Yes. Praise the Lord. So anyway, um, anyway, they had a summit meeting. And here's a scripture I want to read to you that's incredible that I've never seen before in my entire life. So if they put this on the board, it's 2810, Exodus 2410. Exodus 2410, I want you to read that. It's incredible because maybe you've seen that you're smarter than I am, but, uh, but I've never, ever seen it in my life. And it just kind of just radiated. Here's what it says. And they saw God. They saw God, and it was under his feet, as it were, of sapphire stones. Sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in his clarity. The blue heaven, the clear. You say, I see a clear sky today. You see a clear heaven today. 
is heaven. You know, the heaven is a radiance from the, the sapphire stone. So anyway, they saw God, they ate, and they drank with him. This is incredible. You're talking about a great meeting on the mountain. Praise the Lord. The sapphire stone is, is just typical, was so beautiful. It's one of the most precious stones that you and I can even get a hold of if we have one of them. Uh, I was down in Tennessee the other day, and I... Uh, I seen there in the rocks. I said, how about one of those little stones, Stafford? She says, you want one of those? I said, yeah, how much is it? That little one there is $800. I said, I, I just want to look. <laughs> I become a woman. <laughs> just want to look. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was clarity. And I thought, well, I'd just get one. I thought, well, that's too valuable. Just carry around to show off. Anyway. The fact is that when God came down from heaven, he brought heaven to earth. Amen. How many believe that? God came down from heaven. He spoke to Moses. He spoke to the seven ill. And the Bible says they ate with him and drank with him. How many just take a, have a lunch with him? They ate with him and his feet. Everybody says his feet. His feet was on the mountain. And the mountain was like what? Sapphire stone. Pure as heaven, as blue and as pure as heaven. Wow, that's pretty incredible that the Lord would do that. And Exodus 24, 12 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and there, and I will give you the tablets of stone and the law of the commandments which I have written to you, that you may teach them to the children of Israel. So he calls the elderly, and he gives him the tablet of stone. So what stone was he had? What was under his feet? It was sapphire stone. And so the Lord took the sapphire stone and made and gave it to Moses and made tablets out of them. And he wrote and engraved the Ten Commandments on sapphire stone. Someone said, yeah, I believe that. Sapphire stone. And he wrote and he gave them to him and told to teach this to the children. And he made a blood covenant with them. And that day forward that they pledged there. And Moses had made a sacrifice, made an offering, and took the blood and sprinkled it upon the people and the elders. And began to bless the Lord and said, all that the Lord has said we will do today. And there was a covenant made that day. And heaven came down upon that mountain that day. So do you really believe that, the, you know, many, like when talk about blind spots, some of you uh, have seen the Bible, and some of you have seen Charlton Heston coming down from the mountain as Moses with his gray hair, face shining, and he was carrying two tablets of stone, right? Old gray stones, right? Old gray. That's what your brain tells you because Charlton Heston brought it down. Charlton Heston didn't bring this down. God brought this down. And it's not some old rock out there because God doesn't do anything that way. If you will look with me, and because that table, those tablets of the law, the commandments, were going to be placed into the Ark of the Covenant, right? And the Ark of the Covenant was going to be two and a half cubics by one and a half cubics by one and a half cubics. And so God knew exactly what size the tables of, of tablets of, of law would be. 
So they were going to go inside that Ark of the Covenant. And when we look at the Ark of the Covenant, it wasn't made out of stone. It was made out of gold. It was made out of shittim wood, overlaid with pure gold on the top and the inside, outside. The stays were pure gold. Uh, the brackets were pure gold. And the candelabras were pure gold. Everything around was pure gold. Walls, it's unbelievable. So God's not going to put an old rock inside of that. He's not going to be clay stone with thou shall not kill, thou shall not bear forth witness, thou shall not destroy my neighbors, I shall not, you know, all this. Thing. So Ezekiel, who prophesied on the 30th year of the captivity of the children of Israel, the children of Israel were taken captive at 606 B.C. So 30 years later, 30 years later, Ezekiel was at the, the river of Chabor, and he had a vision of the Lord, had a vision of heaven. And here with Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 1, it says, And here what I seen, above the firmament over the heads were the likeness of a throne, and the appearance of it was like sapphire stone. Are you seeing that? You're not seeing that. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 26. It says, and it were as a sapphire stone. Ezekiel seen the heavenly throne, and it was like sapphire stone. Even the prophet Isaiah mentioned the foundations with sapphire stones. In Isaiah 54 and 1, he said, I lay the foundations with sapphire. Sapphire. They're blue. Sapphire, verse 12, and the Lord said to Moses, come to the mountain, and there I will give you the tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written that you may teach them. The blue sapphire stone was the throne room of God. Throne room of God. This is what Ezekiel saw in his vision in Ezekiel 1, 26 and 10. Praise God, sapphire. And whether Dustin Williams, he was the earliest one who had a tablet that was connected to the cloud. <laughs> Maybe you old timers don't know what that we're talking about, but this is a tablet and cloud is a memory verse out there, someplace where you can attach all your information to. But anyway, Moses had the first tablet and it was connected to the cloud. He would not lose it. <laughs> so in Exodus chapter 32, verse 15, the tablets, Exodus chapter 32, verse 15, it said the tablets were the work of God and the writings were the writings of God engraved on the tablets. They were engraved. Somebody said, well, you know, God tucked the finger in him. The Bible said that they were engraved. Engraved. Everybody knows what engraving is, right? That's a special tool to engrave things. God can engrave things. He took something right out of earth. He showed them what he was standing on. This is what heaven is all about. And when we have these services, praise God, this is what heaven is all about. It's about his glory, about his honor, and his presence, O oh Lord, today. And it's not a, a dark cloud. It is a sapphire glory, clear sky. So when you look up to heaven, I want you to know when you see that beautiful, beautiful blue sky up there, you're seeing heaven. You're seeing the tabernacle of heaven, the tabernacle of the glory of God today. So when you look up, you say, God, I see you, and one day I'm coming to you. Praise God. So the tablet stones, I believe, without a shadow of a dot, proved to me that they were written on tables of stone of sapphire. According to the Jewish Talmud, 
the Ten Commandments, and I went back and researched on the Jewish Talmud, which these are the Jewish scholars, and they agreed that the Ten Commandments were engraved on two tables of blue sapphire stones. God knew the size that he needed to make because they were been placed in the ark. So I'm trying to tell you that God knows before anything ever happens in our life today. So you're not here by chance. God has put you in this place today for a reason today. He knows the size of your problem, and he's got the box to fit your problem today. So you can come in today. The Lord wanted the children of Israel not to forget the sapphire stone of blue. So this is where I'm going to prove to you that he would not forget that the blue sapphire stone. In Numbers chapter 15, 15 verses 38 to 40, the Lord says, speak unto the children of Israel and bid them to make them uh, the fringes in the bottom of, or, or the borders of their garments throughout their generation, every generation, generation. And they may put the fringes on the bottom of a ribbon of blue. This is the blue ribbon. Fringes of blue. And it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember the covenants of the Lord and do them. That you may seek not after your own heart or your own eyes, which after you use the whore and after God, other gods, that you may remember and do all my commandments and be holy as I am holy today. So a new generation today is going to fit in this category. For This category should begin from generation to generation to generation. We should not forget God's holy ordinance and his commandments today. So they were instructed, they were instructed here, if I may, they were instructed to make, the Jewish today were instructed to make their garments. These are prayer shawls. Prayer shawls. And these are worn by Jewish men. And this is their, this is called a prayer shawl. It's also called a talit, 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 talit. And the word talit means little tent, little tent. Moses had his tent of meetings. Aaron the high priest had his tent. But the children of Israel never had a tent. But so he gave them a tent that this would become their tent of meetings. And so they would have the talent upon their heads. And they would pray. And, you know, the scripture says, shut in with God in a secret place. And you've always said that, that I would... Uh, anyway, it would say the fact that you should find your closet of prayer, right? Find your closet of prayer. So this is where the, you can sit down and find your closet of prayer. And you can go there and begin to pray. And you begin to pray. And this is what Israel began. They, did this, they do this uh, twice a day in the morning prayer, in the evening prayer. And they begin to pray, O hero of Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt worship him with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy. Teach them unto your children when you're walking in their way, when you're going past. Put it on the doorpost, the door lintels of your house today, that you may not ever forget the word of God. And so, therefore, they were, had this prayer shawl. have to wear this prayer shawl and make sure that you would put the fringes on the four corners of the prayer shawl. This is back in Numbers 
Don't forget. Now, I want you to look at this thing. It always has meanings, okay? Today, you see on here, there are five knots. One, two, three, four, five knots. There's also eight strands. Seven of them are pure white, but one of them is blue to represent the sapphire stone. And they was to remember that. So that when they go to pray, they would hold on to that. And they would remember, oh, God, I remember you, that you gave us the law. You, you talked to us. You came down and had lunch with us. You brought heaven down to us. And we will never forget today. Except when you got the Holy Ghost, I'll never forget that day. Never forget that day. And they begin to pray. The Holy. And so, you know, the Jewish has, Jewish has 613 laws. That's a lot. You talk about people being legalistic. 613. So this here tassel here, little tassel here, uh, is called a sitsit. Sitsit. And the sitsit, the, the numerical number of that is 600. The Jewish numerical number is 600. There are eight strands. There are four knots, which represent 13. And so there's 600 that the Jewish contains, and they hold this in their hand, and they make sure that nothing is tangled up, that it's laying straight, and they pray. And, you know, we need to make sure that our lives are not all tangled up with things, that when, when we go to pray, we need to, that's why the Lord want to know that when you go to pray, to remember, sometimes we just got to touch something, we got to hold on to something, and that's what the children of Israel told, you know, you hold on to that, and you pray about that, and you begin to seek God about this thing, because God is my healer. He's not going to let me down. He gave me, and in fact, he made a covenant with me. And on mountain, they ate with him and drank with him, and the blood was applied upon their life. And so therefore, he said, and you know, when they left that mountain, they never had any sickness. They had no diseases. They had manna every day. They had, they had a cloud by day. They had a pillar of fire by night because they honored the Lord. And you know, when he came in there, and I'm trying to tell you, a church that prays together, believes together, and trusts God together, they're going to stay together. They're going to build, and God's going to heal their bodies. They're going to heal their lands today. So, <clears throat> even in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 12, now this is after 40 years. This is after they were told to make the garment with the tassels on the side of it. 40 years later, they were told in Deuteronomy 22, because a new generation had came on the scene, thou shalt make the fringes upon the fork, so make sure that you have these attached to your life. So here we go, and we believe that. And so I hope I told you that I believe that the sapphire stone. I want to ask, if you don't mind, how many here has ever read that scripture in Exodus and you've seen the sapphire stone? I've talked to numerous pastors and called them up and said, I want you to read Exodus chapter 24, verse 10, and tell me what you're reading. And I said, this is amazing. God wants to teach us something. He wants to show us something. He wants to impart us something today. And so as, as you know, we uh, have prayer cloths, right? We have prayer calls, Acts 19 and 12. 
But you know, Jesus never established a prayer clause. The Old Testament never established a prayer clause. Paul just was hands were full. <laughs> he was praying for people, and people coming around, his hands were so full, they just brought handkerchiefs to them, and he'd pray for them, they'd go home healed. But that was not an ordained, or so to speak, this is the gospel, this is how you do the thing. But I'm trying to tell you, this was ordained of God. And I'm going to prove to, prove to you that that's the way it was. 400 years later, Malachi made the statement. The prophet said that healing in his fringes, fringes is wings. That's what a wing is, is fringe. So he was coming with healing in his fringes. This here, healing in his fringes. When you see the Messiah coming, he will have his prayer shawl on. And he will have healing in his wings. I call it the wings of hope. Malachi chapter 4 verse 2, And to them that fear the name of the Lord, the Son of Righteous shall arise with healing in his wing, or the fringes, or the hem of his garment. In Matthew chapter 14 verse 34, 36, praise God, never that they begin to sing the song, the wings of hope are coming, the wings of hope are coming, the wings of hope are coming. When he crossed over, they came into the land of Jesus, and when he, the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding region that brought it to him all that were sick. When they recognized the fact that he was a son of righteous, praise God, they sent out to all the regions around about. Anybody that was sick, anybody that was lame, anybody was diseased, and let him know that there was a man coming. His name is Jesus. He's coming with healing in his wings. <clears throat> Verse 36, and it said, and they begged him, and they begged him that they might not garments. Now, that the hem is a fringe, or the fringe of his garment. They wanted to touch. They weren't going to bow down on this. This was his prayer shawl garment. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 14, verse 36, and as many, as many that had touched it were made perfectly well. Isn't that incredible? How would you like to go to a doctor and he says, all you got to do is touch me <laughs> and you'd be perfectly well. That office would be lined up from kingdom come, wouldn't it? You mean all I got to do is go in there and touch the hem of his garment? And Jesus said, the word says his, and as many that touched the hem of his garment were perfectly made whole. In the book of Luke, chapter 8, this was noised abroad. And there was a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And she tried everybody. She tried those physicians, but the physicians could not heal her body. And she heard about the revival around the Sea of Galilee, about as many that touched the hem of his garments were made whole. So she mustered up all the strength that she could. And here was Jesus. With the woman stopped and interrupted him. And she pressed through. And that's why the scripture says that she touched the hem of his garments. That's why Jesus said, the disciple says, oh, come on, Lord. Everybody's touching you. Everybody's munching around on you. Everybody's at, you know, elbowing you and, and slapping on you in the back. And the, but there was only one. That touched the hem. Only one. Only one. And the Bible said that immediately went there, 
virtue left her bo his body into that woman, and she was made whole that very hour. Now, I know that's simple. Let's you say, well, do you really believe it today? I believe it today. I still believe it today. I have sent out thousands of prayer cloths all over the country, and they have been made whole. People need to hear faith. They need to be encouraged to use their faith. In the book, I will tell you in the book that you don't have faith unless you can speak it. You can say you have faith, and you don't have faith. In other words, I'm just wanting to say that if you can't speak that you're healed, then you're not really having faith. You're waiting for the results that may happen so I can say I was healed. You need to speak before you see results. That's why the Bible says, I, Abraham, not Abraham, but, um, yeah, Abraham said, I consider not the deadness of Sarah's womb. I consider not the impossibilities. I was not going to stagger with unbelief and doubt. But I believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we ever asked or think today. So she came and she touched the hem of his garment. She was willing to put her life on the line because uh, everybody, she was unclean, so to speak. She was not supposed to, because she had the issue of blood, she was not supposed to come in contact with these men because they would be unclean. But she did not care. Her health meant a whole lot to her today. So anyway, so this prayer shawl today, this here blue ribbon is called the, uh, the Tekelite, uh, and this is the garment that the Lord wore, and this is the garment that all the Jews and still wearing today. This was put in effect in 1500 B.C., and it's still effect today that people are being healed and delivered by the hand of God. Now, I know that healing is not in this, not in this, not, it's not in this, friends. What the healing is is the faith that you have, the faith that you have. The faith that you have, it's a contact point. It's a release point. Sometimes in your spirit has to be released. I know sometimes I preach and people says, I just felt a release in my spirit that, that I can be healed. Until you get that release sometimes, you're sitting back with unbelief and doubt. And that unbelief and doubt blocks the miracle from you. So you need to not stagger, but believe that all things are possible to him that believe. And when you pray for one another, when you exalt one another, God can heal your body. We are going to pray today. We believe in the, uh, believe that God's going to heal your body today. We have Bishop Williams with us today. We have Pastor Dustin Williams. What an incredible couple today. How many remember Moses on the mountain and they were fighting in the valley? And he was old, <laughs> and he just couldn't hardly stand up, could not hold up his hand much longer, but he wanted to make sure there was a fight going on in the name of the Lord. So he got, he got Aaron, right, and Ur. And so I'm asking Aaron and Ur to come today. They're going to put on their prayer shawls. We're going to have a prayer meeting. One's going to be on my right. One's going to be on my left. I went to one church. Uh, they, start, they established this, and so they have prayer shawls in their prayer room now, in their prayer room, and they have my book, The Stone Mover, in the books so people can go in there 
and they read a chapter of the book and increase in faith and they put the prayer shawl on and they shut out everything. It's amazing. Just, just cover your head. Just, just cover your head. And just, it's amazing what, what it'll do. It just, I won't mess your hair up too bad. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they, they cover their head. They cover their face. I'm going to move it on that. And when you cover yourself up, it's amazing. It's like you're being overshadowed by the hand of God. And you feel the divine anointing, the presence of God, and you begin to pray. And what it is, it shuts out things around about you. All you're thinking about is me and God. We got this thing going. And things begin to happen. I know uh, even Brother J.R. said, you know, it's incredible what happened in our prayer rooms. People are coming in the prayer rooms on the days off or whatever, stepping in there and grabbing a book and reading a chapter and putting on the prayer cloth and, and going through the list of prayers. First of all, they're going to confess their faults before God. Oh, God, clean, create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord. Renew in me a right spirit able to do exceedingly and abundantly, God, today. And so if we want to see the miracles happen. We want to see Bluff City become a booming, unbelievable, yeah. with all kinds of people coming to God for healing and deliverance. This will be the wings of hope for the city of Popper Bluff. Amen. You believe that? And so we're going to pray. We got all today. I have neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy in my feet developed, in my feet. Now, I've been praying, I've been believing, and I know God's going to heal it. But uh, unless I touch something, I don't have any bounds. So if I'm around somebody, I'm shaking hands. Not that I really love him that much, but <laughs> He's, he steadies me. And, and, and uh, I hug my wife more today. <laughs> Because of the fact that uh, uh, I need healing. Yeah. I need healing. I've seen thousands and thousands of miracles. But I can't stand up without, yes. without uh, some kind of... Don't, I, don't, I don't explain it. All I know is pretty ridiculous because I was playing basketball till I was 70 years old. I was still walking five miles a day at 77 years old. And all of a sudden, bam. And that's what happened. But I was still preaching. <laughs> I was still teaching. And I was still believing God. He said, when is it going to happen? You know, Abraham waited for 25 years for his promise. I don't have 25 years. I'm 83 years old. So I don't have it. I don't think I got. I don't think I got 85 years old. Uh, but today I, I believe God is in this house. Uh, I think Brother, what's his name? Ward, hmm? Walker. 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 Brother Walker, Walker did an incredible job leading the service today. Yes. And I appreciate that spirit. The anointing is. I can feel the intensity in his heart that he's hunger yes. and thirsting after incredible move of God. And so today, you're going to see the miraculous hand of God in the service day. We're going to ask you to come. And Brother Dustin's on this side. And if you feel what faith arise, uh, I want you to just come up and touch the hem of his garment. Two people at a time can touch the hem of his garment. 
on the right and on the left to peace and comfort. And I will be in the middle, <laughs> and I will be praying for the divine healing for your body today. So as we come, I want you to st uh, stand with me right now. I'll sit and you stand. <laughs> I want you to ask, know that unconfessed sin will stop the flow of a miracle? That's right. The Bible said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not heal me or he'll hear me. So you need to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me. I want a clean heart. I want a right spirit. I need healing today. And I don't want nothing to stand before me and my healing today. I want the throne room of God to be in today. So there is enough people here today. I know there's a lady came. I don't know who she was, but she came up and wanted in prayer. And yeah. she's faith that God was going to heal her body today. Yeah. It's amazing uh, faith. And, and you need to spread this. Start talking about it. Yeah. There was a van that came to the church and talking about healing, and he was preaching down in Atlanta, Georgia, and said, man, I got cancer. He said, if I had cancer, I'd go to Hillsboro and have them pray for me. And so she drove 700 miles one day for service. She said, I understand if I can come to your church that I'll be healed of cancer. I said, you come to the right church. And we prayed for her. She went home totally healed of cancer in her body. I was you? Yes, sir. Incredible. Uh, but it's just faith, you know. I mean, she was from the world. But she, whatever you have said to her, confess since she was ready for divine healing today. So I want you to know, it is here. I have proof today that it's true. Uh, I've seen more miracles than you, thousands of miracles that happen today because of their faith in God, not in me, praise God. But they have faith in the word of the Lord that I can, is if anybody has sickness, let them call for the elder church, pray for them, knowing their prayers to save the sick. So we're going to have healing today, today, and you're going to have a miracle today, today. I'm going to have a miracle today. Amen. I'm going to have a miracle today. I don't know what's coming. I just know it's coming. I'm like Abraham. I, I got to believe that my wife is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> pregnant with a miracle. <laughs> she says, you can be pregnant. <laughs> but she is ready for a miracle. Yeah. Praise God. So I want you to pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, Lord, we come to you, Lord, in faith, believing, knowing God, that you're able, Lord, to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we ever asked or thank you, Lord. God, reach into the service today, Lord God. Bind, oh God, unbelief and doubt today. Let the Spirit of the Lord arise. Let healing come in your wing. As the Scripture said, Lord, the Son of Righteous shall appear with healing in his wings today. We believe, therefore, we're going to speak healing right now in Jesus' name.